Yes, 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 it's episode 112 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. It is Sunday morning. Easy like a Sunday morning. Ah, ah. Obviously, voice is a bit uh, raspy because um, I was out last night and the night before. Well, did, no, I wasn't really out on the Friday. I was gigging Friday. I was out in Bournemouth. Down in Bournemouth um, with Funny Business. Um, I was emceeing. It was um, El Baldino opening up. Then Fumbi on Matteo um, in the middle section. Then it was closed off by Alistair Williams. Uh, yeah, very fun night. Uh, the room, good shape room. But fucking, that is so hot. It was so hot. The air con- and his his, you know when technology goes too far, it's not even helpful now, right? Because this happens. You know, you when you like get an update, it's like, well, I can't do the thing on my phone that I used to be able to do last week because this new stupid update. Well, the air conditioning in this room didn't work unless all the doors were shut, and it would only kick in after an hour. Um, so obviously we needed the doors open to let people get in to the room uh, and you can't, <laughs> I mean, it'd be great to have the doors shut, but uh, yeah, we need need people to be able to get into the room and watch the comedy. So uh, the, so yeah, the air conditioning wasn't on. Um, obviously we tried to open the windows, way too windy outside. And so just melting, absolutely melting on stage, man. But it's just a strange run, technology not actually being useful. It's like, we need to update it. It's like, maybe we don't. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why Why? why was that fixed? Who thought that was a good idea? To not be able to turn on the air conditioning in a room when, as and when you want it. No, no, no. It's a smart room and the room decides when it's too cold or it's too hot. It's like, um, no, because the room doesn't have feelings. So... Let me, a human being with skin and actual thermoception, actually decide, ah, actually, I want the temperature to be this. It was ridiculous. I remember um, on one of my friend's uh, weddings. Well, who's friend? Yeah. Just like um, technology went too far, they had an electronic bin. Not electric bin, electronic bin. So... We didn't know how to open the bin. Do you know what that feels like? Being a full-grown man with rubbish in your hand. And you don't know how to operate a bin. It made me regress. That, that doesn't make any sense. Who, who needed to update bins? Lift the lid. Put the rubbish in. Put the lid down. Simple. Don't think anyone's complaining about that. Then basically maybe one person went, actually, I don't really want to touch a bin. Okay, foot pedal. We'll add foot pedal. There you go. That is it. We don't need to add anything more here than nope, someone come along like, you know what will make this better? If we made it electronic. We, we didn't know how to open the bin. We end up just putting rubbish just around the bin. Then someone managed to work out. I think, he had to, I think it wasn't plugged in. Or it wasn't switched on at the back. And then there was, <laughs> it was so dumb. I think there was like a sensor. You had to like wave in front of it and then the lid would lift up for, you know, a short amount of time. And you had to get your rubbish in. It was, it was dumb. So dumb. Also, there's a shower that required a remote control. 
And uh, I don't think we had the remote. So while the showers just didn't work, we couldn't switch the shower on because we didn't have the remote to turn it on. You could turn it on the different settings. You can have the temperature. You can set the temperature before you even got into the shower. We had all these cool things, but couldn't actually press shoot water out, please. Like just get water out of the shower. The fundamental thing of a fucking shower, couldn't do it. Because ter- bloody technology. Too much technology. Back in my day, when you get in the shower, you just bloody turn it on, the water comes out. And actually, again, showers was another thing that it got to a certain level technology. And it should just stay there. You know, first you had like just, you know, that weird little rubber kind of appendage you used to put on top of your, your uh, <laughs> of your sink, of the faucet. And then that would be your shower. So you, you have it on the end of um, the hot tap, cold tap, and you all go into one. See, that was the first bit of shower technology. And someone went, nah, this, this doesn't work because that rubber thing blasts off the hot water tap and you're, you're scalded. So... <laughs> Well, it blasts with a cold water tap, sorry. Then it's just hot water firing through. You're scalded, so you can't have that. So someone went, all right. We actually have a tube coming out the back of the sink. And we'll do that. At the back of the of the faucet. No, that works. I just what's annoying, though, having to be a fucking shower DJ and having to do the mixing between the hot and the cold. And like, how about we just have one lever? That's hot and cold. You just move that along. Turn to the right to make it hot. Turn to the left to make it cold. Oh, wonderful. Do what? One last thing we can add. How about the actual shower head itself? You can turn that to change the power of the shower. Oh, that's lovely. That's really nice. That's the only things we need. Something to adjust the temperature. Something to adjust the power. Done. Nothing more. And then no bed comes along. You know what we need? We need a remote control to be able to set the temperature before you get in the shower. Okay, and um, what if the remote control breaks? Well, then the shower doesn't work. So there's no manual override. Nope. Wunderbar. <laughs> Absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I was doing Friday. <laughs> Really, really went off topic there on Friday. Um, we brought on for then s- Saturday. Went to watch rugby. Um, not a massive rugby fan, me. Um, but, um, but I like I like a pub. I like my friends, so went to watch that. And Wales, Wales won the Six Nations. So well done to them. But yeah, I don't care. I don't care about rugby. Don't really care. But it was funny though, we met these two guys and um, one of them bought a full-blown picnic to the pub. <laughs> it's like cheese, biscuits, ham sandwiches, boiled eggs, chocolates, cakes, biscuits. Um, and when the man turns around and offers you a boiled egg, you, you're in a pub, you're like, what? One of my mates I was with, he texts his fiance to say, babe, does... Does this boiled eggs, is that is that code for drugs? Because a man has offered me boiled eggs. And she's like, I've never heard that term before. And then he has to message back going, no, baby, he's actually just pulled out some boiled eggs. So <laughs> it's all good. 
Uh, I, did, I don't eat pork, so I, I didn't um I didn't have them, but any of the the ham sandwiches. But uh, I think I had, I had some cheese and biscuits first. No, it's just dawned me. So I am actually really hungry. So, mate, I'll I'll, I'll have a boiled egg. Uh, <laughs> they're still in the shell, so it's like all right. So I took, yeah, took a boiled egg. And I was like, this, that's kind of hit the spot. Can't lie. <laughs> And then the rest of the boys there to have sandwiches. What? What was this? I don't want one. I don't want one. I don't want one. He's like, alright, I'll have. I'll try one. Because you know when someone's being so generous, so like, nice. Come on, please, just have one. Have one. So like, yeah, well, this one. My word, this is probably the best ham sandwich I've ever had in my life. <laughs> the other two guys I was with, they had to have sandwiches. Like, that these these sandwiches are delicious. <laughs> so, the moral of the story, kids, is always accept food. From strangers, especially in the pub. That's that's the moral of the story. Um, and then yeah, I just I just stayed up too late yesterday. It wasn't too late. Like I managed to get a train home. I didn't fall asleep and all that shit. But you know we just like oh, I've just drank too much. Uh, yeah, I stacked. I only had two drinks. I had, I had a beer and a gin and tonic. Well, I say a. I know I had lots of beers and lots of gin and tonics, but I mean two types of drinks. So that's all right. But yeah, start too late. Went to Subway. Um, first time I've been to Subway since Jesse Smollett. <laughs> oh dear, that poor guy. Sixty-four years they're talking about. Sixty-four years. That's outrageous. Whether he lied or not, can't be putting people in prison for 64 years. <laughs> Murderers get less. Fact. He trying to tell me that if the guys who actually... Yeah, if, if what he accused... This made-up story, if that was actually true, right? so if it was actually white guys in MAGA hats... Wrapping nooses around people's necks and stealing their sandwiches, right? And being racist and homophobic. They would have got less time than what he's getting for making up the story. <laughs> oh, 16 felony charges. Wild, man. Absolutely wild. Sorry, this slip, uh, sipping you're hearing or slurping is me drinking a, uh, a tea. No, absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, it's a messed up world you're in. See if you happen in New Zealand. Just shooting. It's a strange one because um, it's one of those where I, I did feel like people kind of forcing it a bit. No, obviously no. What, what happened is a disaster. I'm not talking about that. It's the whole, you know, like when someone shoots someone, or shoots a group of people, then everyone's going, are they going to describe them as a terrorist or not? And ah, blah, 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 blah. Right? Are they going to describe them as terrorists or not? And granted, uh, I don't think any of the major newspapers did describe the guy as a terrorist. Um, however, the Australian PM described him as a terrorist. The New Zealand PM described him as a terrorist and you as an individual know that he's a terrorist so I mean 
I do get it. I do get that, you know, he's not described as one by newspapers that you don't like or don't even read, but do we really need to spend that much time on it? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then a few people did, I saw this same picture doing a side-by-side -side of two uh, Daily Mirror headlines. Um, let's see if I can find it so I can read the headlines properly. Uh, I should actually be, every, every podcast I'll say this, I should be more prepared. I should have these things ready and loaded, ready to go. But um, I never do. I never do. Um, I should remember who posted it. I won't say his name, so I'm reading. It's going to read it out loud. Come on, load Facebook. Oh, fuck off, Facebook. Why is it not loading? Come on. The whole momentum of this um, <laughs> of this podcast is us slipping away because of a shitty internet. There we go. There we go. Yes. Here. So you spot the difference. So Daily Mirror. Um, ISIS maniac kills 50 in gay club. Then subheadline: Gunman sprays bullets at 320 revelers in worst U.S. terror attack since. 9-11 uh, and then it says massacre at the mosques um, angelic boy who grew into evil far right mass killer 49 murdered at prayer by Aussie 28 now here's the thing both uh, I, I spotted that neither of them are actually called terrorists um, it does say it's the worst US terror attack but it doesn't actually call him a terrorist. So I guess they're not calling brown people terrorists either. But <laughs> I don't know. My thing, my point is though, because they have made this guy seem like, um, like oh no, what went wrong? Angelic boy, he turned into an evil right wing mass killer. So it's, it sounds like trying to build a story of good guy gone bad. They were describing him as an Aussie. Um, you could argue that it's. Um, You've only got limited space on the front page. So you could chop a long word like Australian down to Aussie. But it does make him sound like your mate though, doesn't it? You know like when the when the lad stabbed a boy to death on the moped? When it's actually a full grown man attacking a child. But it wasn't reported like that. So same with this thing, man. It's just like angelic boy who grew into a far they're trying to build this story. They never kind of afford that humanity in story. To these ISIS people, people who join ISIS, who become you know fundamentalist extremists, because these they're not, they don't have terrorist kids. You know what I mean? They're usually young people, yeah, granted, like in their twenties, but you not find out that like, kids being terrorists at like primary school. So something happens. There is they they were angelic little boys or angelic little girls. But we don't care about that story. Same with that Shamima Begum, actually. No one's really talking about it from the angle of for her being groomed of some sort. And then, um, but yeah, it's fucked up. But the craziest thing about it all, though, is finding out that the New Zealand PM's name is Jacinda. Like, I did not know that. 
I, I was like, raw, she's black. And then, and then I Googled, I was like, raw, she's white. With a name like Jacinda. And then the first, and I thought, all right, let me just type into Google Jacinda, just the name Jacinda. And um, so, and the first Jacinda that came up was, um, you know, guy plays Harvey Specter. Um, Gabriel Mucked. Yeah, it, his wife's called Jacinda. See, now if you Google Jacinda, it is just pure New Zealand PM. Is there. But yeah, I I thought Jacinda was a black woman's name. I know there's no such thing as a black person's name, white person's name. Because like, a black name, Tyrone. It, no, it's actually a, it's an area in Ireland. It's a, it's a town in Ireland, Tyrone. County Tyrone. So, you know, all names that I think of as black names. Jamal, it's, it's an Arabic name. I remember my mate's dad... I find out my mate's dad's name was Jamal. You know what I mean? Some, dude, some six year old dude, Libyan dude. <laughs> His name's Jamal. I was like, ah, actually, it is, it's your guy's name, isn't it? It's an Arab thing. It's not, it's not ours. That's actually way more legit that your dad's called Jamal. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, it's funny if we do with names and I think Jacinda because I know a black woman called Jacinda my brain says Jacinda is a black person's name so I was a shot so I was like Jacinda but um, yeah but do what this is good though she's um, she wants to ban semi-automatic weapons she said that all the um, all the uh the, the, the victims, their families, are all going to be supported, like financially, for as long as they need to be. Um, she went to um, an Islamic service, full hijabed up. Like she's she's doing some PM shit. She's doing some bad man PM shit, or bad woman PM shit. But no, she's she's absolutely um, yeah. She's she's politicianing the shit out of this man. Doing very well. So say you just got to be, just got to look, let's just be sensible about this. Because you know if this happens in America, well, it does happen in America. It happens in America all the fucking time, people getting mass shootings. And then America, like, protect our guns! If we had more guns, if the Muslims in the mosque had more guns, then this wouldn't happen. It's like, really? You really think, think that, would, that would fly in America? Fucking mosque. <laughs> Muslims all fucking loaded up with guns. And you think that no, no one will have an issue with that. Just trust me, I know there's an American out there going, well, if the victims had guns, then the shooter wouldn't have shot so many of them. But he had the semi-automatic weapon. So you give those guns semi-automatic weapons? He said, no, it's, um, that's not helpful. You should have, you should have similar to my weapons, man. It's it's our constitutional right to have to bear arms. The funny thing is, right? The constitutional right. Who was it? I think it was Jim Jeffries. I think it was Jim Jeffries who said it. I might be Frankie Bulls. A comedian said it right. That when that was written, is it the Second Amendment? It's your right to bear arms. When that was written. The type of guns that existed then 
were like muskets. <laughs> you know, where if you go to shoot someone, you'd have to get like your gunpowder and put that in like a little compartment and then you get a little bullet here and you put that in there and you shove that down there and you have to cock it and, and you know, make sure you clean the barrel out. So, and then you take aim. There's a big old weapon as well, so you have to like assemble it. I think it was broken into three bits, then you have to put that together. Right, now you're going to shoot. In that time, you do have some time to kind of consider and think, do I actually want to shoot this person? You know what I mean? But now, you've got a weft on your, on your hip that you can just pull out and let off rounds in seconds. Rounds per second. You just... Actually, I just realised, well, I didn't... I, no, I've overreacted here. You look around, hey, it's just dead bodies everywhere. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Even that aside, you've got these people here just going out, just killing people. Look at your laws, man. Look at your laws. But yeah, it's... Um, and a person what's the problem with these guns is they're so easily modified as well. So you can buy a gun that slips under the radar, you know, with your license. And here you go, stock it, it's just a semi-automatic. Boom. But then you just do a little few changes here. And I imagine all that shit's on the internet somewhere. You've now got like full military grade weapon. What for? Uh, to, to hunt fish? It's like, ah, liar. I need to protect myself for more guns. So you, you only have one pair of hands, so you don't need all these guns, do you? If someone breaks into my house. And I get it. I do get the fear. Because other people have guns, so you want a gun. But it's funny how we can stretch that understanding. Uh, like the NRA can. And people that stretch that understanding. But we can't apply that understanding to kids on the street with knives. Like they're actually scared. They're protecting themselves. No, they're not the fucking fags. They're fags. They're fucking... Deport them. No, they're born here, though. Deport them! Put them in prison. It's like... you got to get to the root of these things. In America, I guess the gun thing is it's just in their law. Because here we're actually illegally carrying knives, so it's so it's not a law, it's not a legal thing, then that's the issue. It's more of a social thing. You know, you've seen a Carlos thing, a Carlos articulates articulates it way better than I could. But yeah, it's an environmental thing, it's the environment these people grow up in. Um with deprivation, lack of opportunities, domestic violence, all those kind of things. So and he always refers to Glasgow, he's like he has to refer to Glasgow every time. Because every time he's in the interview, they always try to just go, so what is it about these black families? He's like, no, 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 no. Glasgow, white, very white. They stab up each other. So come again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Belfast. Belfast is wild as well. Absolutely wild. I'm just not dealing with these social issues. I, I shared an article ye uh, yesterday about Harlow being used as kind of like a dumping ground to socially cleanse London. So like the most depra deprived areas in London, that their social housing is being like wiped out. And they go, all right, 
we're going to boot you off to these places outside of London and Harlow's one of them and that's it's definitely true though and um, what that does is that builds that builds so I'm walking in front of my washing machine um, that builds tension and, and animosity that's what that does yeah between people I can imagine you're you're being booted to a town that you have no real interest in but their attitude is well you want somewhere to live or not and then you're being just chucked into a town that also has a need for social housing by the local people there and they're not getting their houses because all these people coming out from fucking London there you've already built some tension between people it always happens like that then you know it's an us and them thing oh dear sad times sad sad times we're living but um you know what are you gonna do i know what i'll do i'll just make jokes about it <laughs> that's, what, that's what i'll do i'll try to preach to the world um one joke at a time um right so what else is going on in the world i didn't make any other notes about stuff that's happened i'm gonna have to do a quick like timeline scroll um mia khalifa's getting married it's cool yeah, let's, let me discuss that. Me and Cleve being getting married. Um, so, obviously, that's it's brought it's brought a lot of ridicule and jokes about what it's like to marry a former porn star. But Me and Cleve is a special case as a porn star. Um, for example, she only did it for like three or four months. Um, you know, got a lot of content out there though in those three or four months. Um, I don't know how many videos exactly she's made. Let's let's go to Boobpedia. That's a real website, people. That is that's Boobpedia, not not Boobapedia. There's B O O B P E D I A, and it gives you um information on <laughs> on uh on uh, what's it on porn stars. Let's see. See if it has actually. No, it doesn't have how many videos she's done. Yeah, but she was she only did a few months and she became like the number one ranked porn star. And it's because of um it's due where she's from. Like she's um she's Lebanese, I believe. Yeah, she's born in Beirut. Um Yeah, she's Lebanese. And um, if you look at porn, it is very, it's very black and white, really. In some respects, well, no, actually, no, it isn't. This wasn't any kind of Middle Eastern market at all. Yeah, so it's that Leb Lebanon is in the Middle East, so you know, it's kind of got that. It's not really a, a um, an Arab country, though. I don't believe. I don't think it's a Muslim majority in Lebanon. I think it's Christian in Lebanon. But still the idea is it's still Muslim and it's still uh conservative. And so that's why she raised rose to um to prominence. So but um 
So she didn't actually do porn for that long. But she, she, she rose to the top, came number one, ranked, and now she's getting married. Now she does sports broadcasting. Now, quick question. So what would it be like? A lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe that someone's actually marrying her, a former porn star. One thing is, it's whatever, isn't it? You love who you love. And I've seen her in interviews, and she seems like actually quite a very, very funny, very smart, very witty person. So my thing isn't even about... Because some people are, oh, you know, the amount of guys she slept with. That's never really bothered me anyway. Like, I, I, I've never asked a girlfriend how many guys she slept with. One of my exes, I managed to work it out. <laughs> Simply just through stories she told. Like, yeah, because she would just drop a story, go, yeah, when I was with my ex, and she'd say his name. And then she'd say another one's name. And then she'd go, yeah, I used to date this guy. And then I was like, right, so doom, boom, hum, hmm, 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 hmm. I worked out that number pretty quick. But, um, so that's why I don't even like to hear a guy's names, yeah? Just refer to this guy I was once seeing. And I'm not going to go, is that the same guy you seen when you saw that? No, I don't care. I don't care, alright? Um, and maybe you could argue that maybe I'm, I'm insecure because if I really didn't care, then I'd be able to hear the number and not be bothered. But here the thing is, there is no right number. A woman can tell you I've only slept with two other guys. You're like, oh, okay. That, that number won't matter if, if both those guys, like one she works with or one she lives next door to. It's like, no, 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 that's too many then. The two close, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. And then she slept with a thousand guys. Yeah, she said with a thousand guys. Listen, if she's Brazilian, and those thousand guys are still in Brazil, and they have no means of coming over to the UK, then yeah, I don't, I don't even need to know. Doesn't have to be that far. She can be from like Wigan. I mean, she can be from like bloody like Bournemouth. <laughs> if all those guys are down in Bournemouth, they're not coming over to London. Yeah, all right. You know, when you go back to her hometown, everyone's giving you side eyes like, you're with, oh my God, he's with Beth the Bike. You like Beth the Bike, how you doing? Hey, he's with Bicycle Becky. <laughs> oh, everybody in this village in Wales, no, we've all slept with Bicycle Becky. Good girl, good time girl. You know, no one, um, yeah, that would get you, but... That's the thing, it's not the numbers. I think it's just because it's the it's the documentation, though. that's what it is. It's on video that she stepped with guys. You know, I, I can imagine what it would look like, yeah? Like with my fiance, I can imagine if I really wanted to. That's why I don't want to really see pictures of exes. Even then, if I saw a picture of exes, even sort of like hugging or kissing the picture, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, that's, that's fine. But if you saw a picture of your current lady, your current guy, your current partner, just fully just hammering away a video of them just being dug out by someone else, looking dead down the camera, 
What if it's one of those ones where they're breaking the fourth wall in the porn vid, Joe? Do you like that? Do you like that? Do you like that? Huh? Are you, you're at home watching this. Do you like that? It's like, no, I don't like this. This is horrible. Why did someone send this to me? And why did I click the link? Like, was he a fan of us? I mean, that's the flip side, actually. What about that? If you're actually a fan of her work, she actually that raw, I'd actually really like to get with her. That's another complexity I didn't think about. Because, like, say, um, that's kind of like Kanye, isn't it? And Kim. He saw Kim in the sex tapes, like, she is so hot. I want to be with her. So, I mean, I don't know. Each to their own, isn't it? Each to their own. But for me, if I, uh, yeah, I couldn't have videos. <laughs> videos. A videos, like, yeah, I didn't want shit happens. Videos. Jesus Christ. You have to be, you have to be with someone in the same industry, I think. Imagine most porn stars are married to other porn stars, right? Because he just understands. You know, how's work today? Um, yeah, it's all right. Just did a bukkake scene. All right, nice. Nice, 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 cool. How's your day, dear? Yeah, it's all right. Um, I was the fourth guy in the train that we ran on some girl in the video. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiring day, man. Long, long, long day shooting. Oh, cool. So, what are you doing tomorrow? Double entry. Yeah, my, my dick's going to be rubbed up against another dude's dick in some girl's butthole. Um, yeah, that's probably about 10 a.m. Um, doing that one. Uh, well, what about you, dear? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> oh, dear. I know. It's, um, it's a lot, isn't it? It's, it's a bloody lot. Oh, what? <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Damn it! You know when, you know when you're trying to avoid something. Uh, Australia Grand Prix. I was gonna try and watch that, and then um, literally the first thing that happens, boom, comes up. Oh, Wayne Rooney got an MLS hat trick, his first ever. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, Australian Grand Prix. I've seen who's won that. Boxing. Um, seen that as well. But yeah, it's not nothing really. Nothing really mad's happening. So this wind, this wind's been fucking nuts, hasn't it? <laughs> All right, yeah, that's the date. Fans pay tribute to Stone Cold Steve Austin on three sixteen day because they do uh, they do their thing around the wrong way, don't they, Americans? With their stupid dates, do their shit the wrong way. But um. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else really going on in the world. Nothing big, no big stories that's happened this week. Brexit, like, I just don't actually understand what's going on, so I can't talk about it with any kind of authority or nuance. Um, St. Patrick's Day today, and um, yeah, St. Patrick's Day today. Uh, so happy St. Patrick's Day to, you know, you Guinness makers and you Guinness drinkers. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you, Nigerians. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, St. Patrick's the patron saint of Nigeria. So 
listen, if you are black and you and you love just getting hammered just for the sake of it, and someone goes, it's funny how you can celebrate St. Patrick's Day, but you don't want to celebrate in some kind of black event there. You just tell them, listen, yeah, I'm just getting in touch with my Nigerian roots, and that's why I am celebrating St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Oh dear, as you need to do. Right, um, how long have I been on the pod? 36 minutes, Jesus Christ. Didn't even realise. There's me looking for more stuff to talk about. Just shut your mouth, Darren. Let's get some Dear Deirdre fired up. Dear Deirdre. Um, there you go. Mm. Dear Deirdre, I'm having an affair with a guy from work. And no longer in love with my unsuspecting boyfriend. See, because if he at least suspected something, then it showed he cared. But he doesn't even suspect a thing. I literally came home with cum dripping down my leg. And he was just like, you all right? <laughs> all right. I made that bit up. Let's actually read what's written down. My partner keeps telling me he is so happy we are working on our relationship. But I'm still in love with a guy from work I'm having an affair with. I started seeing my boyfriend eight years ago. We are both 27 and lived together eight years ago. So that's 19. Yeah. He is sweet and reliable, but it's more like a great friend. Yeah, because that's what happens. That's what can happen. Not like what happens. That's what can happen when you're with someone from such a young age. It's actually, you definitely owe each other a lot. You've developed with each other. So it's a friendship there. I think a friendship's key to a long-lasting relationship. But when it's that age, it's like it can become... I was like, oh shit, we're just still hanging out because it seems like the right thing to do. But anyway, when you guys started in my office, in the office next to mine a year ago, we became good friends and we're texting all the time. No, there, there, there it is. That's wrong. Sure, you cheated at that point. We're texting all the time. What are you, what are you texting about? Yeah. Are you making new friends for? Yeah, we texted a bit. Then we started hanging out and going for a drink after work. He's 26 and was then single. There was a real spark between us, and he and as we were walking back to the car park one evening, we started kissing. It felt wonderful, but I stopped it before we went. Things went too far. I told him I didn't want to leave my boyfriend, so we tried to be just friends. And he then got involved with someone else at work. But when I saw them kissing in the car park, that was a turning point for me. I knew I was being a huge hypocrite, but it upset me to see them together. I managed to swallow my feelings. <laughs> He managed to swallow his. Anyway, and uh, until our firm sent us both a men on a mentoring course, which meant an overnight stay. Who do? <laughs> if you've already got these feelings, there, you know you're fucking. Because I know life only makes sense in hindsight, right? Because yeah, that's, you put the story together, you've actually built the narrative because it's happened. You, but as life is happening in the future, it doesn't make any sense. There's no story there. But sometimes, some things happen where you go, you're going on a course, who are you with? This guy or this woman. It's like, oh God. The only way me and this person are not fucking on this trip is if they are adamant we're not fucking. Because... Hey, I'm going in on amber. I don't even need a green light. Amber. As soon as, as, soon as the red light switches off, I'm going. <laughs> so, ah, dear. Yeah, see, what she should have done, if she wanted to stay faithful, is just made some reason why she couldn't go on that course. Can I go on the next one? I can't do that weekend. That's what she should have done. 
So the moment she said, all right, go down the course, overnight, all right, it's done. That evening, we had a few drinks in the hotel bar and we became very flirty to end up together in my bedroom. Oh, of course. We could not hold back anymore and end up having fantastic sex. We started an affair and he broke up with his girlfriend, but I was too afraid to leave my partner. He eventually found out when he saw texts on my phone and I confessed. He said he would forgive me and wanted to make things work. Because, yeah, here's the thing. Um, he would if you're actually in love with someone, and um, me, me and I have discussed this, that if you're in love with someone, you probably would forgive them. If, if they manage to keep their nonsense quiet. Sounds dumb, right? But it's pride's a big part of it. The embarrassment. Don't embarrass me. Right? You've cheated because sometimes us humans do fucked up things. Right? But if it's now, it's I'm finding out because someone's posted something on Facebook about it or on Instagram. So now all these other people are seeing it. Like, you know, like, to, like the Kevin Hart thing, not to talk about things, that, but you know what I mean? Where it's now, it's a news story. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not famous like Kevin Hart, but that's kind of thing. But within your friendship group, be like, did you hear that? Mm, like you've been caught by a friend of your partner. They've seen, they've seen you out being wild. That, that kind of shit, that is hard, much harder to forgive than you as a partner find, found out about it. So like on text message, so of course he, he won't be able to forgive he, If he loves her, he'd be like, don't want this is shit, but I, I forgive you. Just don't tell anyone about this fucking shit. Um, so yeah, so I cut things off with the other guy and I tried really hard with my partner. We are closer, but I still don't want sex with him. Jesus. Now I've started seeing my colleague again and he says he's, he still loves me. My partner is a lovely man, but he can't, sh but he just can't show his feelings or make me feel loved. I'm so unhappy, but I cannot bring myself to hurt him. Damn. It's not even like, I think you just got to split up. Just come dependent in on each other to be with each other that long. That long that you think, oh, I need him in my life. I don't want my life to be like without him. Yeah, you've known him since he was 19. Anyway, dear, dear G, gold digger. My mum's money has gone missing ever since she got involved with a younger man. Oh, yeah. Dear, dear G, money has gone missing from uh, my mother's bank account since she got involved with a much younger man. Uh, she is 68 in poor health and her medication makes her a bit confused. Ah, oh, perfect, right? Uh, I'm a guy of 35 and I've been her full-time carer since my father died four years ago. How young is this dude though? She started talking to the man online. Then she suddenly said he would be living with us. He is 38. No! <laughs> no! You're 35 and he's 38. That means we can scrap, bruv. He's just there going, no, you ain't gonna scrap, young boy. I'm your, I'm your father now. You won't call me daddy. You won't, you won't respect me. Now I won't go upstairs and just, you know, show your mama what it's about. Grown folk business. Sit your ass down. Get the table ready for dinner. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Baby boy. <laughs> Three years old is that you? Jesus. I'm piping your mum. Um, Alright, he has never worked. Wow. He smokes pot. Wow. And drinks all afternoon. Wow. And using money my mother gives him. Wow. Things have started vanishing from our home. Add money. Dad left. 
her has disappeared from her account yet this guy pushed her and bruised her arm but she just dismissed it my aunt mum's younger sister thinks she's afraid of him i am ill with worry what can i do to protect her um this is what you do mate you 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 go to the guy and and your mum get them together and you're like right, mum um do what we need to plan a really nice surprise for you um so mum could you just leave the room quickly because i need to talk to her I need to talk to him quickly all right and then um what you do mate is you punch him in the throat right in the windpipe just bam in the larynx <laughs> right? but i don't know because not every guy is actually because i'm not i'm not an alpha in any respect i don't think but they you can't you can't take the piss out of me you can't yeah you, you can't be like robbing for my mum i mean i'm not the guy's gonna be there going oh you what's your attention with my mum i'm not that guy but i have a limit and I will, I will lay hands on people if I had to. So, you know what I mean? But some guys really just aren't built like that at all. They just don't have that switch in their head. Which are probably the ones who end up like mass murdering people because they don't have, they don't have, they don't have to just let out off the little bit of steam. That's, just let that out. Just let the pressure out. Okay. Now nothing has to explode. So, um, I don't know, man. It's, um, do you have any like, brothers and sisters? Get the army together. Cousin, you got an auntie. So get the cousins. All of them. Family man them. All squad up. Voltron up. Need to do, man. Um, right. Last one. Uh, and then we are ending the pods. And I'm getting on with my day. Uh, Secret Life. My friend is hiding things from me on Facebook. And I want to get to the bottom of it. What do you mean? How do I find out what my friend is hiding? I want to get to bomb. It's, it's hidden, so don't worry about it. We've been mates for five years. All right, not that long, so chill out. He's 26, and I'm a 25-year-old woman. Ah, oh, so he's hiding his girlfriend from you. Duh. That wasn't hard to work out. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's all he's doing. He's hiding his girlfriend from you. Well, anyway, uh, we meet up for drinks and confide in each other. Um, so he wanted to bang you for five years, uh, and instead you've been chatting shit about all these other guys, and what, now he's just like, fuck it, I've got a girlfriend now, and I don't want to share that with you because um, I don't want to talk about her to you anymore. You're boring me. I know the reason I'm still talking to you is because I'm not sure how serious it is with my girlfriend, so I, I may want to bang you again at some point. I think that's what's happened here. Anyway, um, Yes, I noticed hidden comments on his Facebook post and pictures from someone I can't see. I went on an old Facebook profile and found out that the person is his friend's wife. Oh. I messaged her from the old profile and asked why she blocked me. She just blocked me again. Then I asked my friend if she had a thing for him. He said no, but he would not pursue the blocking issue. As it would upset things. He seemed cagey, so I said I could ask her husband. He told me to do what I liked. I think something is going on. Oh, right. This got... It got so much deeper than I expected. <laughs> it's got such deep... Wait, wait. So, he's talking to his friends. His friend's wife is blocking you. Why? Hmm. Why? Why would a friend's wife 
be blocking you. Ooh, I feel like you've been used in a lie. I don't know what exactly. I can't think. But between him and his friends, they've used you as some sort of scapegoat to get one of them or both of them out of trouble. So now she's like, fuck her. And I think that's what's happened. And I can't think what the lie would be. I don't know what they've done. Maybe one of those, like, the husband stayed out all night. He's banged someone else. And it's just like, oh, shit. You know, Karen's found out. I stayed out all night. She's livid. Where'd, can't stay, so I stayed at yours. She's like, no, but she knows I wasn't at mine. Oh, maybe we'll just use... You st Stacy, what your mate Stacy? Shall we just say we crashed at hers then? It's like, yeah, if you want. Yeah, gets gets back to his wife. Like, I crashed at Stacy. He's like, that fucking slag, that slang. Fucking, I'm blocking her on Facebook now. Slang. Of course, all Stacy's there. It's like, what am I being blocked? What have I done? You imagine that, you're like, why, why are you blocking me? And she thinks that you've had a husband round. She's all like, you slag, you're lucky I rip your fucking eyes out, you slag. And... <laughs> oh, dear. That's what I think's happened here. I think, I think a lie's been told. But um, anyway, oh, you fuck off adverts. You know, I... there's an advert for some absolute sexy jackets here but they're from those like chinese warehouses where they don't look anything like what they look like in the picture when they arrive i've been a fool and bought one of these jackets before but that's a story for another podcast uh right that is the end of the pods this episode what was it 112 and and what i've got to promote this week no yeah i'm gigging three times this week um Twice on Tuesday night and once on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, um, all of them are ticketed events. So, you go on my website and find out what I'm doing. On the 26th of March, I'll be hosting um, a night with Comedy On. Um, a few comedians on now. I'll be emceeing. Free new material night. So, it's be King's Cross at the Magaro Bar. The bar looks sexy as fuck. It's going to be a swanky one. Might wear a smoking jacket. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, get tickets for the Wahala tour as well. Those um, those seats are selling are selling out. So, Wahala tour going all up and down the country. Um, not in any order, but um, the eight cities or towns going to are Cardiff. Bristol, Sheffield, Birmingham, Leicester, Nottingham, Manchester, and obviously Londinium. Um, so yeah, get your tickets for that as well. Uh, if you want to see me in some big old arenas. And then also there's some stuff in the pipeline again that I will tell you about when I can get it all confirmed and shored up. And then it will be you'll be told about that all right that's the end of the podcast um i don't be dribbling driving dribbling dribbling what's what's dribbling dribbling babbling 
bumbling. That's what's happening right now. Very meta. Anyway, see you later. Bye.